Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a special Thursday night edition of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my co-host, Macaulay and Matthew, I am, of course, William Mo. What's up, Mike? How are you doing? Hey, well, what's up, man? How's it going? I'm glad to have you on the show, as always. And um, I want to thank you also, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this episode. We got a big episode today, right here. We're going to talk about the the um, MLB Hall of Fame, uh, Jeff Fulpon, you know, the, the Mets owner confirming uh, the worst for Mets. Um, we'll talk about, um, um, the, you know, Cancer trying to demand a trade if his playing time does the Knicks. Um, and we're also going to do a part two of the Super Bowl, you know, um, with my with my Super Bowl predictions. I'll give you that. And um, lastly, um, give you my predictions for the upcoming Royal Rumble this Sunday. So with that, um, most importantly, the number is um, 917-388-4189. That's 917-388. So feel free to talk about any of these topics that I um, mentioned and more. And uh, I thank you in advance for uh, checking out the show. Um, With that said, let's lead off with the MLB Hall of Fame. And as you already know, it was previously announced that Harold Baines and Lee Smith are, are going into the Hall of Fame. But now they have four new um, entries into the Hall of Fame. Of course, you have Mike Mussina, the former Yankee and Oriole. You have Edgar Martinez, arguably the greatest DH of all time. Though, you know, David Ortiz is also, you know, gives him a lot of money. Um, you know, of course, the great Mariner. Um, trying to think who's the other person. Uh, oh, yes, right, the late, great uh, Roy Halladay, who um, pitched uh, about 11 seasons with the Toronto Blue Jays before uh, ending his career, the last four years of his career, with the Philadelphia Phillies, you know, a few years prior to his um, untimely death due to a, a plane crash. And, of course, not uh, um, last but not certainly least, the first man in Major League history to get voted unanimously as a Hall of Famer. So congratulations to all these these men for going into the Hall. And um, basically, my thought is is that um, I'm glad all I'm glad all of them went in. Mariano Rivera got the un the unanimous vote finally. My my only regret is I felt like there should have been he shouldn't have been the first. He's a deserving candidate. I just wish there was never a stupid rule about no player should go in under, you know, 
with 100% of the voting. So, you know, I felt players like Tom Seaver, Willie Mays, Babe Ruth, those types of guys should have also went in 100%. I mean, I was a small opportunity, but if, if they had BMS break, um, you know, this record, um, Mariano Rivera, you know, is a perfect guy to do it. I mean, Ken Griffey came close. Uh, but, um, you know, congratulations to Mariano Rivera for for um, finally breaking this unwritten baseball rule. Uh, what's your thoughts about it? Uh, you know, it, all the um, candidates this year are well-deserved, you know. Um, I agree with you that, you know, there should have been, you know, there's a, a lot of players eligible in past years who should have gone in unanimously. I mean, you're talking about Babe Ruth, Ken Griffey, uh-huh. Jr., I mean, guys like that, mm-hmm. you know, they should have been unanimous, unanimously chosen, you know. So Mariana shouldn't have been the first one since, you know, there's been other great players before him who have gone in, um, you know, but they, ha- they haven't got 100% of the votes. Um, but, hey, you know, you know, this is the first time for everything. And, you know, Mariana is the greatest closer of our time. Uh, he'll go down as the greatest closer ever. And it's well deserved, you know. And also, congrats to Musina, you know, who won 20 games in his last season. Was one of the uh, you mm-hmm. know top best pitchers, you know, during the uh, 90s in American League, you know, with those Orioles teams, and then later, you know, uh, with the Yankees. You know, he's a well deserved guy. And Edgar Martinez being the great hitter with those Mariner teams. You know, um, some great candidates this year. You know, it's definitely going to be uh, a memorable Hall of Fame. You know, I can't wait to hear some of those guys' speeches. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I mean, this is a great hall. I mean, it's not, it's, you know, it's great for Mariano Rivera and Moose, you know, former teammates to go in together. I think that's a, you know, a very interesting dynamic when you have that, you know, two teammates. You know, because the first year going to the hall, you know, it's nervous. You know, you're, you, you know, you're, you're finally taking a place among the immortals. I heard it from somewhere. I don't remember who, who mentioned it. Second year as a Hall of Famer is, you know, the, the, is when you really get enjoyed it because of all the on you. You know, it's a new experience. But the second year around, you're one of the boys. You know, you're not. The, the pressures you and you can enjoy it. But um, yeah, I mean, congratulations to him. Um, yeah, I did a, I recently did a, a YouTube video about who I thought, who I think will be the next uh, second unanimous uh, voter. Uh, who, who do you think it'll be? Wow. The next unanimous voter, probably uh, Derek Jeter. Yep, that's 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 why I think it is too. Yeah, I do. I did on that. That's that's a great guess, and um, we won't have to wait far enough because um, Jeter's gonna Jeter's gonna go in, no doubt about it, next year. So uh, um, I think I think he'll be the one to do it. Yeah, you know, so yeah, definitely should happen. 
So, you know, folks, feel free to check out that video and some other, you know, all new episodes I have on TV on YouTube. But um, shifting gears on the Mets. And um, two guys who will definitely won't be wearing Hall of Fame uniforms as a member of the New York Mets will be, unfortunately, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Because earlier today, uh, Mets COO, um, you know, one of the, the, the owner of the, the Mets, he basically confirmed the obvious and unfortunate um, scenario with the Mets. And for the Mets fans who were hoping, you know, last month they were going to see those two guys under their Christmas tree as a, a presence for the Mets fan. Nope. They, they, they weren't, your gifts was not lost in the mail. Basically uh, the Wilpons will not go after any of those guys. And here's what um, Jeff Wilpon said, according to him, um, we have two pretty good lefty outfielders and we're pretty, we're pretty full on it, uh, on the infield. Um, and the price for the value and the price from a value point of view, I don't think they've come to me and said, we should really do this because it comes down to a point where the cost has value. We do have a $29 million outfielder. He's on the roster that we hope to come back this year and be productive. And, um, Basically, when he was talking about having payroll, he said the most um, cringeworthy part of this um, is comments. Well, I don't know many teams um, have two $30 million players. We went to the office and exactly where the target is. Payroll. So we'll in there to do some things. We'll see what happens us. And, yeah, that's has basically um, confirms that he's not going to go after them. And if my memory serves me right, I think the Nationals have at least thirty two $30 million players. Max Serger and I think Strasburg, I think is the other one. And then if they somehow sign, re-sign Bryce Harper, which mostly that's not, most likely that's not going to happen, he's most likely going to sign with the Phillies, um, they would have three. So it just shows how the Wilpons are still unwilling to go the extra mile to bring the title back to the Mets, to, to, to New York. Because, unfortunately, if you're a baseball fan, if you, if you want to see a title come back to New York, I mean, you've you, you got to be a Yankee fan or pop in a VCR or a DVD and watch the Mets win, win the championships in 69 and 86. Because no matter how far the the Mets go, no matter how talented the Mets are, it just seems like the or the the front office is not willing to go the extra mile. And I'll give Brody Van Wagenen credit and the people, you know, in the the GM and the scouting things. You know, they're trying to they're trying to build a team, and they and to their credit, they they vastly improved the team. But the improvements that they did were necessary. Let me underline the word necessary. They had the t- that team was so bad. They went from eleven and one to 
just dropping straight down out of like out of a cannon. I mean, they just they just collapsed like early in, in April. Usually, you see Mets teams they you know if they're bad teams they collapse in you know in August and September, but this team they collapsed in all April. April, man. And if it wasn't for for April, the late April and and um June, they would have been a playoff contending team because they played a lot better in the second half once all the pressure was was off them and they, it seemed it seemed like they were a hundred games under five hundred the way how they were playing. You know, yeah. they were playing a lot better. Even Vargas, Jason Vargas was pitching a lot better. And there, and that that's the other problem with the Mets. Jason Vargas should not be in the fifth rotation. <laughs> Jason Vargas should not even be in the league. I don't care if they create a, a new baseball league and trade him to the Antarctican igloos. <laughs> Just send him <laughs> over there. I don't care. You know what I mean? Because this guy is not a major leaguer. This guy is not a major leaguer. They, they gave this guy two years, $16 million contract. And when they signed them, I wasn't even I, I I was against it from the start because he was a reclamation project and they gave him eight million per year. And now we're stuck with him. I mean it's a joke. Are you sure he he finished eight eighteen wins the year before he signed with the Mets and he was reunited with his pitching coach, Dave Island. But this guy this guy was a I mean, this guy was a reclamation project and he failed. I mean, it's done. Ah, oh, man, I can't even remember. Maybe five. Wow. Maybe five because I think he won his last. He, his last. He pitched. He pitched good. Like his last three or four starts, he was starting to pitch well. You know, but well was like going five innings. Yeah. I don't even think he pitched six innings the whole entire year, and he was supposed to be the Bartello. They were signing him to be. That innings eater, Bartolo Colon type pitcher. They, that's what they said in the offseason. They said, of last year, we're looking for a Bartolo Colon type pitcher who's going to eat innings. And Bartolo Colon was begging them to bring him back, but they didn't want to bring him back. So they signed Jason Vargas, and, and they're, they're stuck with him. Because unlike the Yankees, who traded away Sonny Gray, and he actually got back a, a speedy outfielder, prospect that they they could use the Mets are going to be stuck with Vargas for another year yeah, and it just shows you guy. it just shows you the dichotomy of the philosophy of ownership of of, of how they want to win Brody Van Wagenen has, has the New York mindset of wanting to bring a title back to New York he talks big but the, but his the ownership is not letting him letting him go all the way you know what I mean like they gave him the they gave him the green light to improve the team with Cano and Diaz and um you know Jed Lowry and those other moves Ramos and stuff like that but they didn't let him go the extra mile to to overtake this this division you know what I'm saying right now it's still yeah. the Phillies division it's still the Braves division and it's still the Nationals division too because they all improved and let's not remember let's not forget Bryce Harper and Manny Machado might sign with any of those three teams. It's just another right. joke, man. Yeah, I mean, come I mean, on. you're playing in the, you're you're managing a team for a big market. I mean, this is not like you're managing a team in in like, 
a small market like uh, Indiana, you know. This is New York, man. Yeah, the Yankees making all these moves and trading and getting prospects and getting younger than the Mets. They're, like, doing the opposite. It's like, it would be like playing MLB The Show nowadays or or, um, triple play baseball back in the days. And you just, you don't want to make a big move to get a splashy player. No, you just want to go in the free agency and sign bargain basement guys who you don't even, they don't even have a name. They're like, create a player with no names, with no face on it, and you just sign them onto the team and they, they're, you know, I don't know, their their stats, their ranking is like, I don't know, under 50% out of 100. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to go after a, a, a big name guy. They want to just sign some no name guy and just hope for the best that he's going to have a breakout year. You know what I'm saying? That's all dandy if you actually go the extra mile and sign some some people and change the complexion of this team because they drastically yeah. need it. And that's that's all I got to say about that. Now moving on to another team of ours this time that needs a a resurrection as well. And of course, it's the New York Knicks. And of course, as we expect, the Knicks are losing. They're, they're, the players are unintentionally tanking. They're finding new ways to lose games, especially in um, London last week when Trier, um, you know, um, lost, you know, the Knicks lost the game, you know, thanks to him creating a goaltend by accident. And then afterwards they lost, they, you know, they lost the game um, last night when, and apparently Trier um, went into people's DMs on Twitter and criticized fans who were ripping the team or ripping him for, you know, for their performance. And Hardaway took offense to it because he felt like he was throwing um, him under the bus because Trier was, um, was accusing was accusing um not was saying it wasn't his fault someone else you know missed missed on the switch on playing defense and um Hardaway felt like it was a, a, a you know a cheap shot at him so you know they cleared the air but that's not even the biggest problem with the Knicks right now and this Cantor who you know to his credit you know he's played well with the Knicks you know he's a walking double double with the Knicks with the Knicks desperately need unfortunately as great as he is as a rebounder and a scorer, he doesn't play any defense. And, you know, that's a, a big problem. I mean, the guy, he is 26 years old. Normally he would be part of the future uh, of, of a rebuilding team. The problem is, is that he doesn't play any D, and, and his contract is killing the Knicks, you know, after he opted in, you know. So the Knicks got to get rid of that contract. But with him talking, you know, demanding a trade if he doesn't increase on the playing time because he was upset he didn't play um, last night, you know, that's going to that's gonna leave a sour taste in people's mind who's going to try to acquire him. And you know he always talks trash. He, you know, he's never afraid to mince, mince his words. So uh, what's, what's your thoughts on the whole Knicks situation going on here? Well, you know, Trier, you know, he played great in that game against Houston um, um, the other night. 
you know, but the the Knicks, the typical Knicks, they blew, blow that game. They foul James Harden. You know, James Harden ends up getting a steal, and the Knicks lose. But um, I but I agree with Trier. You know, you know the the dude's young and he's he's saying what he has to say. It's facts. I mean, clearly it's Hardaway's fault. You know, Hardaway early on he played well, but Hardaway hasn't been the same player for the last month or so. I mean, and I was, I he's not scoring as many points as he did early on anymore. And, you know, this dude looks like he's walking dead out there sometimes. So <laughs> he should step up. I mean, Trier's telling the truth. You know, a lot of these guys, they're not playing hard enough out there. Moutier, you know, sometimes, you know, we see him, he'll score a bunch of points, and uh, another minute he's not scoring anything. You know? So yeah. I don't get some of these players. You know a lot of these players need to step up, and they need to play team defense. You see, Ennis Cantor, yes, he can't he, he can't defend. But if the Knicks played team defense, then you that wouldn't matter if Cantor, you know, could play defense or not because they'd be able to play defense as a team by doubling and triple teaming guys or playing zones, you know. But this team can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, congratulations oh. to James. Uh, almost said James Dolan, James Harden. That's another James guy. James <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he scored sixty-one points, uh, which was um, I think which um, I tied think so, Kobe. only tied with Kobe. Yeah, tied with Kobe and second overall. Um, you know, at the Garden after um, Carmelo scored um sixty-two points um years ago with the Knicks. So yeah, he ties Kobe's um record at the Garden. And of course, as we all know, the all-time scoring against the Knicks in a game is of course 100 points by uh Wilt, Wilt uh the Still Chamberlain in in Philadelphia though. But yeah, man, this What can you say, man? It would I really wanted to get that win in London, you know, but it is what it is, you know. It don't matter if we lose if we have the worst record. Somehow the Lakers or or Celtics or whoever they're gonna end up getting a better pick, <laughs> higher pick than us anyway. It just I mean it just doesn't matter, man. As long as we, I guess we get the somehow get the top three somehow. But then most likely in the last game of the season, like we have the last couple of years, we lose. I mean we win the final game and then we drop, <laughs> we drop, you know, our, our in our standings, you know. Of the lottery, yeah. but um, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Before I move to the Super Bowl, oh yeah. Um, um, the Dodgers signed uh, AJ Pollock. You know, so um, Dodgers are you know taking a risk here. I mean, Mantle is interested in him. You know, the guy he's when healthy. You know, he he produces. You know, he plays well, but unfortunately for him, he he can never he can never stay healthy for the most part. So congratulations to the Dodgers and, you know, we'll see what AJ Pollock does with the Dodger uniform. And I would assume this might eliminate them from going after um, Bryce Harper, you know, and um, I think Cubs is, you know, looking to shed money too, you know, if they're trying to go after him and the White Sox is apparently after him as well. So we'll see what happened with that. But um, shifting gears um, with the Super Bowl, it's official. 
the L.A. Rams will battle um, the, the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 53 um, in, um, in Atlanta, Georgia. So uh, what, what's your thoughts on this game? And um, like I said last week, I think Patriots are going to win again. What's, what's your thoughts? Well, you know, I thought the Super Bowls would be the Saints and the Chiefs. But unfortunately, both teams last week got hurt by bad calls, which cost them the game. Mm-hmm. And some mishaps by some of their players. But, yeah, I mean, this that was a Super Bowl not meant to be. So now we have the Rams and the Patriots. This is going to be a rematch of uh, Brady's first Super Bowl in which the Patriots beat the Rams, you know, for his first championship, uh, which was back in 2000, was it 2001? So rematch of that uh, Super Bowl. But um, this is going to be a pretty good matchup. I mean, for Rams to even have a chance in this game, they got to get pressure on Brady because Brady, you saw in that Chief game, he just stands in the pocket, has so much time to throw. The throwing oh, yeah. the Edelman wide, and you know they gotta get pressure on him. You know you gotta watch watch those tapes of the Giants games when Giants beat the Patriots twice. They got pressure on that O line and got oh, to the, Brady. That's how you gotta. That's how you gotta get to him. That's only you have to. Yep. Yeah, you gotta rush. You gotta rush guys. You know, get to him. Make him uh, make him start to panic a bit. Don't don't let him get comfortable. Exactly. That's, that, that, Absolutely, that's man. how Rams will have a chance in this game. Exactly, man. If you give him time, man, he could he could just tie, you know, hold the ball in one arm, tie, put a blindfold around him like it, like if it's a bird box, and just fling the <laughs> ball in the air and and it goes touchdown with this guy, man. Yeah. So that's how good he is. You, you can't you gotta blitz this guy every chance you get. But, you know, I think, like I was saying, you know, in last week's episode and and uh, in, in my uh, YouTube video, you know, previewing the AFC, NFC, and, and of course, the Super Bowl, um, I felt the Patriots was going to win. And um, basically, the champion's going to come out of the, out of the AFC. What I didn't anticipate was... Um, the bad officiating in that Saints uh, Rams game, and basically cost the Saints a trip to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, I I I see Patriots winning. Also, you know, I mean, I I want the Rams to win. Don't get me wrong. You know, friends could do oh, what yeah. Eagles did last year. You know, then that'd mm-hmm. be great. But I think the Patriots oh, yeah. is, are going to win. Maybe, you know, Brady even retires and goes out on top. Who knows? Oh, I hope so. I really hope. I hope he loses and he retires. And, and take Brady uh, and Belichick, take Brady, take Belichick with him too. But that's not going to happen, <laughs> man. This guy, man. The Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills, man. They got to wait until this guy retires so they can actually win the AFC, the, the AFC East. It's ridiculous. See got that division in a chokehold, man. It's, it's ridiculous, man. And uh, let me ask you a question quickly before we move on to the Royal Rumble. Um, if if Bill Belichick would have stayed with the with the Jets this whole time, 
do you think he would have won a championship with the Jets? Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough question. Maybe they would have had a chance, you know, um, that year when they went to the AFC. Well, they, the Jets, AFC. under Herm Edwards, they did go to the AFC Championship twice, didn't they? What was that under? Um, um, I think one. Under, uh, Rex Ryan, they went twice. Rex Ryan, they oh, went yeah, it twice. Was, it was Rex Ryan, right. Right. It was Rex Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, maybe one of those years he would have went to the Super Bowl uh, and had a chance, possibly. Yeah, the well, yeah the, the only the only scenario that he would have been able to um, win a title with the with the Jets is if by some miracle the Jets would have drafted Tom Brady. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, ironically. A, uh, a jet player in the jet game, he got uh, Drew Bledsoe got um, got sacked and you know caused that the injury which made them use uh, Tom Brady in the rest of history. That that that's that's how the the legend of Tom Brady started. Yeah, but unfortunately, but I digress. Um, yeah, let's move on to the Royal Rumble quickly. Um, yeah, um, there's a rumor that um, longtime TNA um, superstar Abyss, he's joining WWE. So congratulations to him, you know. For those who, who aren't familiar with Abyss, the best way to describe him is, like, he looks like Kane wearing uh, a Mankind mask. So he has, like, that that um, Mankind deranged, you know, gimmick. But he he's like a, a you know like a strong tall guy, you know, and moves you know moves well for a guy his size, and you know has a lot of fun on a lot of hardcore type matches. Um, he he's one of those those guys who's who's been in TNA for forever, you know, since the last decade. But now, just like AJ Styles and Sting and Samoa Joe. Now they're finally call, he's now he's finally calling WWE home. So congrats to him. Yeah, this is a good pickup. And the rumor is is that they might he might feud with Undertaker as the rumor was they were they were trying to sign him in 2005 and have a match with him with Undertaker, but you know that in you know obviously he he stayed loyal to TNA. But, you know, in the recent years, TNA has been cutting, you know, a lot of uh, their star players, and uh, a lot of them have been ending up with WWE. So for Abyss' sake, he's hoping his uh, his uh, run on WWE will be more like AJ Styles and less like uh, Sting's run, you know, where they botched that, that opportunity to have Sting finally battle Undertaker instead of Triple H. But yeah. you know, congratulations to him and and uh, and um, I think that the other guy is on uh, Sanji Dot. Um, he, he's a, he's a wrestler who's been wrestling uh, TNA for a while as well, and they work behind the scenes as well. So you know, congratulations to both guys finally taking the leap to WWE. Congrats. But yeah, without 
further ado, let's uh, dive into the Royal Rumble. And um, first match is Rusev versus uh, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura for the United States title. I think Rusev's going to retain. Yeah, I'm going with Rusev as well. All right. Uh, The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus versus The Miz and Shane McMahon. Normally, I would pick The Bar, but knowing WWE, The Miz and and Shane McMahon is going to win because Shane McMahon is on this team. So, therefore, the best in the world will help The Miz win the title, the tag team titles. Your thoughts? Yeah. Uh yeah, I think uh I think the Miz and Shane they're gonna pull the upset. They're gonna win this one. They're gonna become champions. Yep. But it's not an upset because he's the best in the world. Shane McMahon is the best in the world apparently. So. <laughs> Don't you just love how ever since Shane McMahon came back, it's like they're treating him like if he's a legend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's mm-hmm. an upper echelon dude. Like, like he was like the sole survivor. He was like the sole survivor of his teams before they got eliminated, you know, with SmackDown. Right. Right. Two, two, mm-hmm. two or three years in a row. He fought Undertaker instead of Sting. You know, AJ Styles, uh, what, Kevin Owens and uh, and Sami Zayn with the the, uh, the Daniel Bryan tag team match. Like, he's been having all these marquee matchups. When he was he was even on that level in in, in the the attitude era, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, like they hyping him up way too much. I know he's the son, he's the the owner's son, but come on, let's be easy a little bit. Yeah, I mean they acting like he's a freaking Bret Hart or something. Come on. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad he's back. I was, you know, happy that he returned. But I mean, ever since they had that Undertaker and Shane McMahon match, I'm like, oh, come on, man. He, I mean, come on. N- not an Undertaker match with him. Like, I wouldn't. I would even. I would. I am losing my thought, train of thought. I wouldn't have mind if it would have been, you know, like Sting versus Undertaker, and he came, you know, in, you know, as a like a um, like a manager in the match. And you know he did the dive off the rope, you know, off the off the hell the hell in the cell. You know they still could have did that spot, but making him go toe to toe with Undertaker, I mean it was just laughable. Yeah, that, that, I mean, I didn't get that at all. That was just as, a waste of time. Out of all the and opponents, was, he could have had Sting in his spot. I know, and, and Sting retired the, the day before that. They could have had him at least right. have that that away match, but no. You know, apparently Undertaker doesn't think the match would be good. Apparently, you know, Undertaker yeah. isn't feeling the match. I think he thinks they're too old, you know, for them to do that match. But I mean, he had a match with Triple H and and and, and uh, Kane, uh, you know, Kane and Shawn Michaels. I mean, yeah. come on, they could have had this match. I mean, they did wait too long, man. They should have, but it is what it is. All right, Ronda Rousey versus Shasha Banks. Uh, Ronda Rousey's going to win it, hands down. Yeah, I'm going Ronda also. You? Um, Asuka versus Becky Lynch. Um, I'm rooting for Becky Lynch, but I think, I think Asuka's going to retain it somehow. 
you know, because I think they're going to make Becky Lynch win the Women's Royal Rumble, and then she challenges Ronda Rousey that way. But then, it, you know, that's, but then again, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte won, because, you know, Charlotte wins everything. But, um, yeah. I I think yeah I think that's gonna happen I think uh, Oscar's gonna win, and then you have Becky win the Women's Royal Rumble yeah that's exactly what's gonna happen. And then um, let me see then Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Uh, I can see it go I can see it go either way to be honest with you. Oh man, um, maybe AJ Styles might win you know because he's the new. AJ Styles, it, you know, would defeat the purpose of Vince slapping him and getting him, you know, to the next level, you know, without the payoff of him winning the title back. So I, I could see it go either way. Maybe AJ Styles could win, and then maybe that could set up a future um, bout with maybe Samoa Joe to take the to eventually take the title off of him. Um. But yeah, I guess I guess I could see, um, I could see it go either way. But I guess I'll pick AJ Styles, even though my mind is telling me Daniel Bryan will retain it. Um, you got Buddy Murphy, um, Akira Tozawa versus Hideo Itami and Kalisto, Fatal Four Way, um, for the the cruiserweight title. I think um, Hideo Hideo um, Itami will uh win the, the, the cruiserweight title. Uh yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. Um I'll say Buddy Murphy retains. And in a Daniel Bryan match, I think that Daniel's gonna retain the title somehow, some way. Yeah, I could I could easily see that too. I could easily see Daniel Bryan winning the title. It just yeah, I, I could see Daniel Daniel Bryan retaining it. But I I think I'm gonna go out of the limb. I think I'm gonna regret it, but I'm gonna pick AJ Styles to to win the title, uh, the WWE title. Even though I do regret it, but I'm gonna go out of out of the limb for that one. Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. Come on, we know Brock Lesnar is gonna win. Yeah, I'm going Brock Lesnar. He'll be the reigning, defending, undisputed heavyweight title, and that's a spoiler alert. In the words of uh, Paul Heyman. And then the Royal Rumble match. Um, like I mentioned, I think Becky Lynch or Charlotte will win, but um, I'm thinking I'm thinking um, Becky's gonna win. It makes much more sense for Becky to win this this uh, Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'm going Becky uh, also. I, could, I think she's gonna win it. I can see I can see Charlotte winning also, but it just makes more sense for Becky Lynch to win it. I mean. With that said, that that means WWE will probably make Charlotte win, but um, I'm picking Becky to win. And then the yeah, men, the men's Royal Rumble. And then last but not least, the men's Royal Rumble. This is a tough one. Um, hmm. Uh, I think Seth Rollins is gonna win it. I like to see some. Well, Seth Rollins, I don't think he's ever won it before either. So I mean, that'd be interesting. I mean, they. This could be the perfect time for them to shock people and put make Bobby Lashley win it, and then set up the Lesnar Lashley match. But 
I don't see that happening. Uh, ideally, it's going to be Seth Rollins to win it, or even wow. Samoa Joe. But I think Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins will win, or maybe even Abyss. Who knows? I mean, but I, I doubt it. I think, I think it's Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins wins. I'm gonna go with Samoa Joe. I think mean, Samoa Joe be great. I, I hope he does. Go out on a limb here. Huh? What you say? I'm gonna go out on a limb and go with Samoa Joe. I hope you're right. That would be a lot more interesting. I mean, Seth Rollins he's popular and all, but I think it would make more sense for Samoa Joe to win it. I mean, he's due for a title win. I mean, you know, for a bit, uh, for a major win, because he's been that enforcer. Scary dude, but he hasn't won any anything really. So Samoa Joe, I hope I hope he wins it. Seth Rollins, you know, he's won the title a few times. He'll get another title shot. We know that. But I'd like to see somebody who who hasn't who hasn't been on the championship caliber level yet. So I hope you're right. I hope it's Samoa Joe, but I think it's Seth Rollins. Um, the end of the show. You have anything you'd like to say quickly? Uh, just check out my show iMac on Saturday at 10 and come back here check out Sports of Legend in uh, two weeks yep you heard him we're gonna be back uh, we'll be back in two weeks and uh, see you guys next time check out Sports of Legend TV as well Uh, all new episodes on uh, you know on that so check that out I'm William Rimmel he's Macaulay Matthew and I'll see you guys next time peace (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.